Welcome to episode number 15 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name is Anne Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. We are going to talk about things that can make your life easier, because I know if you're listening to this and you're in a, a woman advanced practice nurse, that you are busy. You have a lot of things going on. You wear a lot of hats in addition to the role that you play clinically. You also maybe are a house manager, or maybe you are a parent. Maybe you are a caregiver in a paid role and in an unpaid role, right, for those people at work, but then also for your family members. Um, I know that you are short order cooks and you are supply chain managers. You are the people who probably look for the deals on toilet paper and you make sure that there's enough milk in the fridge, uh, you know, for cereal in the morning. So I think for those of us who identify as very busy working women, uh, I think that it is a joy to find items and tools that can make life easier. So I'm going to spend some time talking about that today. And I think it's an appropriate time because if you are like me, you're starting to prepare for your children to exit school and to come home. And, you know, this is kind of an interesting time in that I love this idea of summer and I love, you know, that the kids have less structure and a little bit more free time. And it also complicates things because to be the person who's a working professional and who, um, who albeit works from home, as you know, it still requires a level of coordination that we don't necessarily have, right? I all of a sudden have 40 hours during the week for which I have to figure out how to manage these children. So... Um, so let's dive into these things that make your life easier. And I want to just preface this conversation by saying that one of the best tools that I think is highly available and easy to use and, and is at the foundation of all of many of these other tools that I use is Google Calendar. And I think it is a great calendar system. It's uh, far better, in my opinion, than uh, Mac you know, Mac has its own version of calendar. Um, and I'm a Mac user. I have a laptop and iPhone and also have a desktop, um, a Mac mini. And by the way, if you're not a Mac user and you are like desiring to be one, just make the leap and go take care of business. It's the best thing I've ever done. I know that none of our systems at um, work and usually with our EMRs are um, ever on Mac. And that for those of us in healthcare, it seems a little bit uh, unfamiliar territory. And I'm going to tell you, I love Mac absolutely love it. I will never go back to having a PC or a, um, a uh, Windows-based uh, computer. So I love it. Um, anywho, so if we're going to talk about Google Calendar at the base of this, let's just explore a little bit about calendars in general. And I think, you know, I like Google Calendar because the reality is it's pretty easy to use. It is highly accessible, not only on mobile device, but also on a desktop. And I think for those of us who are busy and who um, like to have access, it crosses off, you know, uh, checks off both of those boxes. The other benefit of Google Calendar is that if you are someone like me who really likes to color code and you like to make sure that everything fits, you know, well, and you look at your schedule at the beginning of the week and plan it out for the rest of the week and you move things around frequently, if you are still the person who's on paper, it becomes a little bit harder. And you may notice that, you know, if you don't like to be the person who has to erase things or who has to cross them out or, you know, if we're like going old school, we could talk about, you know, I used to have plenty of white out around because I was a person who would cross things out and I like to white 
white it out, make sure it look, you know, clean and, and neat. And, um, and so with Google Calendar, you avoid all of that shit and you just end up having this system that is pretty easy to um, shift around and to move. And if you're a client of mine, you'll know if you do one-to-one business coaching with me, one of the uh, exercises that I do with my one-to-one business coaching clients is that we consider, you know, the life of our dreams, right? If, what does living the good life mean to you in terms of a schedule? And then I have them go through this exercise of creating that schedule for themselves. And what's interesting is that um, if, you know, when I first start that activity, I usually pull up Google Calendar. And so they kind of get a preview of what my calendar looks like. And it's like this, you know, highly complex of like every minute of the day seems like it's booked. There's multiple colors going around. Um, there's, you know, things that overlap that it's a, it's a highly complex system. You know, it's like the, um, it's like the, um, flight tables for, uh, the, uh, ATC or around the clock, um, you know, flight tables for, a um, a, an airport, if you've ever, ever seen those, um, that's how it feels to me when I look at it. It's that complex and it makes a lot of sense to me. So that's good. So the key is, if you like Google Calendar, great, you're in good company. If you are on paper, great, not a problem. And if you are somewhere in between, or maybe you're a mix of two, or you have a few systems that you use, Outlook and um, you know uh, Google Calendar mix, it's totally fine too. I think it just speaks to what is best for you and, and find a system that works and don't be afraid to uh, try a few out. So... Google Calendar is, I think, one of the easiest ones to implement off the bat. It is a great system. Again, super easy to use. And if you have a Gmail account or any sort of a Google account, it not only helps you to, um, it can combine those and you can access them easily. But again, it allows you the flexibility of being able to move things, shift them on the calendar to be able to color code and uh, also then to incorporate sometimes drive times into um, you know your activities or your events if you're doing things that are away from your home or require some sort of car travel. So, but Google Calendar is something that has been so supportive. And um, and one of the other features that's really nice about Google Calendar is that it allows you to share a calendar. So you could have a family calendar. You could have a calendar for maybe your babysitter or whoever is you know providing maybe your childcare this, uh, this summer. You could have a Google Calendar for your partner. You could have one for you. You could have one for work. You could have one for personal. And the beauty is that you can overlap and uh, these calendars and you can um, check them and uncheck them based on the amount that you like that you would like to view. So when I'm going out of town, I and I'm not with my kids, I uncheck the family calendar link so that I don't see all the stuff that they're doing, you know, all the games and stuff and the soccer practices, so that it kind of cleans it up for me a little bit. Um, I like the other part of Google Calendar that's super easy is that you can take events and you can put them on automatic repeat. And so for those of us who may have kind of a similar schedule, maybe you're in the clinic Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and on call Thursday, like I did for many years, you can set that up with relative ease so that you have it as a repeat event so that every week you're not going back and reinventing the wheel, so to speak, on, um, you know, putting in, inputting every single time again. Um, the other thing I think that's supportive is, again, this idea that um, that you have a high level of degree of separation. We know one of the things about, um, you know, from doing uh, lean methodology and from implementing um, uh 
like using a quality framework um, from uh, doing our clinical work, one of the things that may be familiar to you is this idea of color coding. And just as much as you, we color code high-risk medications and make sure that you know, one is bright green and one is maybe bright pink. And so that the brain has the opportunity to, when it goes to pick the, you know, Pitocin and it's bright pink, you know, the brain is in agreement with that versus if I'm thinking, oh, I got to go get the pit order and I go for the green bag. And then my brain says, wait a minute, something's not right here, right? The the visual uh, scale or visual acuity changes and then your brain is, it puts up a red flag. So we can use that at, at, you know, with Google Calendar as well, which is really great. It has tons of colors. And so it becomes easier to be able to get a quick glance at your schedule and see, okay, what's the family stuff? What's the personal stuff? What's the business stuff or clinic stuff? And then what's the, um, you know, like in a perfect world, if I were to have, you know, extra time and I felt really encouraged to do it, what are the extra stuff that I might do? So get out, uh, Google Calendar, if you don't already use it, consider trying it. Um, it is a easy system, and once you get the hang of it, I think it can cut down tremendously on the amount of work that you have to do in terms of um, you know moving things around and, and changing when plans change. So I love that one. Another Google product that I am a big fan of is Google Keep, which is a shared list uh, service. And so some of you guys use Trello, and some of you may use... Um, there's one other one that I can't think of the name of at the moment. That's okay. But Google Keep is a shared list service. And so I can take, I can create a list and then I can share it with someone else. So I use Google Keep for the for our groceries. And so I keep a um, uh, several lists within there that break down usually by section. So I've got a, and I, you guys will, this will give you a little insight and a window into how my brain operates, but, and how I love maximizing and I love efficiency. So when I go into the grocery store, I know that, right, you know, we all know the grocery stores are created mostly in a similar fashion, regardless of who the, um, the brand is right? There's fresh on the perimeter and then on the inside of the store is all the processed food and, you know, the things that are boxed and, you know, have some sort of usually sugar, uh, um, fat and salt in them. So, um, so I have my Google list or on Google keep, I have all my lists, uh, for the, the grocery store broken down by area in the grocery store. So I have produce and then I have dairy, and then I have frozen section, and then I have interior, and then I have baking goods, and then I have um, deli and meat products, and then I think I have a special section for you know booze and liquor and, and beer, that kind of thing. Um, but that helps me to break things down. I think I have a special Google list for herbs, but it all allows me to get a quick glance at all the it allows me to house all the items that I buy on the regular, and I input all these items, and then I use a checklist function so that um, when I then once a week go into our kitchen or into our storage or pantry, I can look at the pantry and see where I am deficient and what I need, and then I go into Google Keep and I uncheck it so that it comes to the top of the list, so that when I go into the grocery store, I pull up Google Keep, I look at my list, I know what is unchecked, and then once I get it into my basket, take it off of the shelf or get it out into a you know get a piece of fruit or whatever it is and put it into the cart, I I check 
check that so that it floats back down into the checked items. And so I have a very clear list, right? So what happens is that my grocery store trips become a lot quicker. I end up having a pretty efficient um, tour through the grocery store, right? I'm not making like, I'm not going back and forth. I'm not spending an hour there. Now, I'm just going to mention something because this is another window into my brain. I love to be the person who takes a luxurious amount of time shopping. I don't mind browsing. I don't mind looking. Um, and I, especially in the grocery store, just to kind of find new things and, you know, look for, I don't know, fig jams versus, you know, strawberry jams and look at the cheese section, even though I don't eat cheese anymore. Um, I, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't mind that. And in fact, I usually enjoy it actually. And I know some people can't stand going to the grocery store, but for me, it's not something that I, I mind doing. And the other part of that is that like, I don't have two hours to go to the damn grocery store every week. Like once in a blue moon, I take a little bit of time and I kind of go in there in a leisurely setting. But for the most part, I want to get in, get out, get going. And I want to, you know, get the things I need and, um, and not, uh, not have to worry about being there for an extended period of time. I think this is a little bit ingrained in me from COVID and if you remember, you know, just back in the early days of being uh, in COVID and kind of some of the trauma from that, like, so I think now of the grocery store and I kind of just want to get in, I want to get out and, you know, get on with the rest of my life. So Google Keep makes that very uh, easy to do. The other way that I use Google Keep is to create lists so that for um, packing. So if we're going on a trip or the kids are going for a sleepover or to friends, it's easy to make a checklist so that, and I do it one time so that the checklist is there. So if grandma calls on Saturday and says, hey, you know, um, do the kids want to come for a sleepover? And then I can just go into Google Keep and I've got the list all there. I can actually print it out for the boys. They are big fans of checklists, which is great. And um, so I can print it out for them and then they can go ahead and check them off on a printed piece of paper. Uh, And once they get old enough, we will, I will probably, you know, make sure that they have the Google Keep app on their phones once they have them so that if there's something that we run out of like cereal or milk or ketchup, up that they can actually check it on the app, which is a shared app. And so I know when I go to the grocery store or when I go on Amazon or Target to purchase, I, I've got all of the you know things listed, right? That keeps the household running and keeps everybody happy because everybody then has everything that they need. Um, the While we are on the topic of grocery stores and kind of uh, groceries, I want to just make a mention about Instacart. I don't get paid for Instacart and I don't get paid just as of note uh, or any sort of affiliate fees for any of these um, that I'm mentioning today. But Instacart, I think, is a really good one because it is a um, useful tool for um, grocery delivery service. I didn't like it off the off the bat. And it was one that I resisted doing way back in, it was probably about three years ago, maybe, that I think somebody sent me a code for uh, free Instacart delivery. And I used it, and it was really clunky at that point. I didn't like it. Uh, about, oh, maybe two or three months ago, I actually used it because I noticed that one of my colleagues would um, do an Instacart order every time she would come back from vacation. She would put the order in so that if her flight landed at you know 3 p.m., the she'd have the groceries there delivered at 4 p.m. so that you know they were there and she didn't have to make an extra trip to the grocery store. And I thought that was so smart. So when I went down to St. Pete's Beach in uh, Tampa earlier this year for a bachelorette party, I used Instacart to pre-order a lot of the food for um, our group and then also to get a couple of gluten-free and dairy-free items for myself. The other like 
fantastic part about Instacart is that you can actually get booze. So I actually ordered, you know, all the booze. I got the limes and lemons and I got the soda and I got the, um, you know, the gin. And I mean, all of that was delivered right to our hotel, which was fantastic. So it saved us a bunch of time. I then didn't have to worry about renting a car. And if you've ever done some of these girl trips or these kind of bigger trips where you've hosted or and I've done many of these over the years. We usually do about one a year. And I'm usually the person who goes down the day before and who coordinates things and gets, you know, preps things, right? And so Instacart just saves so much time um, and energy because you can get all that prepped, have somebody working on it essentially while you're, um, you know, doing something else that's maybe more important or or that allows you to actually enjoy part of your vacation, right? So when I that meant that when I got down to Tampa and into St. Pete's Beach, I just had to wait at the front door for the gal to come and deliver it, gave her a lovely tip, said thank you, and then went about my way in my bathing suit, you know, took the groceries up, put them in the fridge, and then went right back to the beach all the while with a cocktail in hand, which that's like hashtag winning. You want to talk about winning? Um, that to me is hashtag winning. So um, so Instacart, I really like. They do offer a service, you know, where you can buy, I think it's for $99 free delivery for the year and it auto renews. And so I purchased that when we were going to St. Pete and figured, um, you know, I would just continue to use the service. And I have, I order maybe about once a week or once every two weeks on Instacart and then make a trip in person. But I love it. I also find that I am much more focused about shopping if I do it ahead of time. And for those of you who know me um, and who are trained or you ever listen to the life coach school, we talk a lot about protocols and we talk a lot about making decisions from your prefrontal cortex rather than from your limbic system. And what that means is that if I am the person who, you know, creates a protocol or creates kind of a list ahead of time, whether it's the food that she's going to eat or the food that she's going to buy, and I come from a place of strategy and very clear like, oh yeah, okay, so here are the meals from the week, which means that I need to buy you know these five things. It avoids me going into the store and then all of a sudden my limbic system goes on you know, like a total alert and starts telling me, oh, go and get the cookies and oh, those look so good. Or, you know, bread is two for one. You should just get an extra one and make sure you guys have enough, right? Like my brain serves me all these stories. So what I notice is that not only is Instacart easier for me in terms of it saves me time, but it also allows me to avoid all of that brain drama and then all of those, you know, like, um, those momentary purchases where, you know, I may not make decisions from the, you know, most strategic part of my brain and more from the like, oh yeah, the cake looks really good. Right. So, and so the less I do that, you know, the better off I am in terms of staying on, on target with my goals for, you know, my weight and, and kind of the, the foods that I eat, which is good. Um, so Instacart, I think that's a useful one. Um, if you are somebody who uses Google Keep, the benefit is that, you know, if we, if I mark my items that I need, uh, that I run out of during the week, then once a week I can go into Instacart, I can pull up Google Keep on one tab, I pull up Instacart on the next tab, and then I can just go through and on Instacart, you know, quickly order those items. The other interesting thing that Instacart does now, and I don't think that they used to do it in the past, was that they allow you to save favorites and it will automatically tell you right when you log in, like, do you want to purchase the things that you purchased last time? And so I know going in there, you know, we eat a lot of the same foods, which will lead me to my next conversation uh, topic. But 
we eat a lot of the same foods. And so if I can go in, you know, quickly and, um, uh, and just see all of the things that I've gotten in the past, it makes, it cuts down the time for me to purchase all the stuff and to go through Instacart in half. And it's fantastic. So, and that again, leads me to my next, um, item, which is, if you want to make life easier, what I would recommend, and you are the person who's responsible for cooking in your home, what I would recommend is this um, this way to piece together uh, meals in your household. So I'm the person in our household who is responsible for uh, creating the meals and um, the majority of cooking, though my husband does some of it. But I am the one who um, loves to cook, and I am usually the one who's you know in charge of groceries and making sure we have uh, enough you know in the house. One of the things I think is interesting is that I used to have this thought about, um, you know, cooking for my family that was, you know, that the meals needed to be pretty fancy and they needed to be, the kids needed to be exposed to different, you know, flavors and they had to have, you know, these palettes that were developed. And at this point, I'm like, fuck that. I mean, you know, what I've noticed over the years is that my kids in general have palettes that are pretty mild and bland and that's okay. And we're introducing them to all sorts of, you know, fun things along the way. But the reality is that, and you probably know this maybe about your children too, that maybe they don't have a penchant for the spicy, you know, hot peppers or the hot sauce that you might like, right? Totally normal. So what I've noticed is that for me, if I stick to this formula, so to speak, it makes it so much easier to create meals that everybody can have and that those of us who like the spicier things or who like a little bit of sauce added on can add to it easily. So I use this meal breakdown where at every meal I have this formula. It's a veg plus a starch plus a protein equals a meal. And so what that looks like during the week is that on Mondays we have, we have a a pretty much a, a similar routine for most days of the week. On Mondays, the kids have fish sticks, and my husband and I usually have leftovers. I often make um, some sort of, that's the, the fish stick, it's their protein. For their starch, I usually make rice. We eat quite a bit of rice in this household just because I'm gluten-free and because my kids love rice. Uh, and and then we throw in a veg. And so what that looks like on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday isn't so different. We just keep rotating. So Mondays, we do fish sticks for the kids. Adults get some leftovers. Tuesday nights, usually it is um, salads with chicken. My kids actually like to eat plain, plain greens, which is great. So I put, um, uh, we get a, a brand of lettuce that's called Buckeye Blend. That's a um, Ohio-based uh, grower. And um, we put some greens in. They, they eat the damn greens without dressing, which I don't understand. And I think it's kind of interesting. But they like it. And so I'm not going to complain. And I'm not, I like they see us put dressing on salad, but they don't have any interest. So fine by me. Um, so I put some greens in a small bowl for them and then put the chicken strips, um, that we buy, um, that go into the air fryer, put those on the side. And then they also get either, uh, some sort of a starch, either a rice or, you know, maybe sometimes it's a pasta if I have a little bit left over or, um, you know, a potato if, if I have one. Um, but for the most part, it tends to be rice and I buy a lot of rice and, um, I buy frozen rice and I also have really good Persian rice that I get from our local, um, uh, uh, international store. That's fantastic. And I have a rice cooker that I make once a week we eat a lot of rice and nobody finds it to be problematic, which is great. So, right. And so again, you'll, you you may notice that 
that as I talk about this, I'm trying to justify rice. And for a long time, I had this thought like, you can't eat rice every night, or it's not good, or it's not healthy. And the reality is, or I also had this other story about the kids needed more, um, you know, exposure to different, you know, grains, and they needed, you know, quinoa and all this shit. They don't, they literally don't. They're like simple humans. And they like routine and they like uh, familiarity. And so I use that to my advantage now and I don't go for exotic or for super different. And I save that for the weekends when we go out and allow them to really, you know, choose foods that maybe they don't otherwise normally eat. And that's, I think, a really good solution and that works for our family. Um, so, right. So once you have this, um, formula for a veg, a starch and a protein, I think you can rinse and repeat pretty easily. You can make, you can do tacos and I keep things separate for the kids because they don't, they're not necessarily kids that have like, uh, aversions to food. However, they're not huge fans of having everything together. Like, so we just break things down. We have the salad again, the leaves in one little, um, uh, you know, um, bowl. And then I have the chicken strips next to them and I have the rice in another bowl. I go through a lot of bowls. I have a lot of these different sizes of small bowls, some for sauces, some for rice, some for veg, but that's how they like it. And I'm fine with it. It doesn't really matter. We just have a little bit of extra, you know, dishes to put in the dishwasher, but I'm not washing them anyway. So like, who gives a fuck? Like we can go through a hundred bowls. I don't care. Um, so, but that meal breakdown has made it so simple. And again, I don't change the meal, uh, the kind of plan for the meals much throughout the week. Um, another one that we have in our house is rice and beef bowls and with a steamed veg. One of the other um, vegetables in particular I like is um, Steam Fresh um, by, I don't even know who the brand is, uh, but you can find them in the frozen section. These are um, uh, flash frozen and they're easy to put throw in the microwave and to steam and to then have a, a veg that's prepared for them. They also, my kids are also fans of raw vegetables. And so we, you know, occasionally if I don't have either green beans or um, broccoli or um, uh, asparagus downstairs, we'll go to a raw veg and have cucumbers or celery. And those tend to be ones that they, that they like. So that's an easy way to create um, simplicity in your menu for the week to cut down on the number of things that you're ordering out on, to cut down on the number of items that you have to order from the grocery store. And the benefit of that too is that if a lot of the food is frozen, which it is, I can buy that in bulk and then I can keep it. I have a separate freezer downstairs that I use. And so I'm not in a pinch. So right now, if we weren't able to go to the grocery store for a week or two, I'd be able to get by very easily just based on the the number of combinations I can make when you talk when we use this formula of veg plus plus protein plus uh, starch. Um, one of the uh, next ones that I want to talk about is um, getting up early, and I talk about this with clients quite a bit. And it's something that I am is easy for me because I'm a morning person, and I'm somebody who likes to get the day going, and I I wake up naturally relatively early. It also provides me with an opportunity to get things done for myself that feel important to me and help me get grounded and center myself before I get asked for a million things from a million different people, from clients, from friends, from um, my partner, from my children, right? Like I really love to have sacred time in the mornings and 
in order to just feel centered and grounded and whole. And, um, and that can't, that's hard to have that. It's a little bit harder to happen. I think when I don't get up early and I don't have that time where everyone else in the house is sleeping. So, so I just want to put a plug in for, you know, it, um, it is something that maybe you may not think should be on this list. Like, why would I ever get up early? That doesn't make my life easier, especially in the short run. And you're right. If you're not the person who likes to get up early, it sometimes can be challenging to get up early in the short run. And I want to also argue that the benefit is that from a long-term approach, um, it may afford you some opportunity for some quiet time, some ability to um, kind of focus on what you need and to get yourself grounded before the onslaught of all the other shit comes through for the day. And uh, I would not replace my morning routine for anything. Mine is pretty simple. I get up, I put my shoes on, I get the dog, we go for a walk. We take two loops around our cul-de-sac, um, which is a little over two miles. I do that almost without fail every, you know, at least about six to seven days a week. And, um, and it's one of the things that helps me to process some of my emotions. It helps me to, um, you know, get some exercise. It's good for weight bearing, you know, as you know, right, like cardiovascular activity, it's good as a weight bearing, uh, uh, exercise. And I think the benefit too, is that I can, uh, very easily, um, have some alone time. I can listen to a podcast, put a book on audible and, you know, make use of um, feeling like it's not only good for my body, but it's also good for my mind. So hopefully you've got now a couple of things that can be supportive to you that can make your life easier. We've just a review, talked about Google Keep, we've talked about Google Calendar, we've talked about Mac products, and I will make a small mention for uh, an Apple Watch because I think that that's been a device that's been super helpful to me in making sure that I keep on track of my activity levels, especially now that I work from home. Uh, and, and even I think for those of you who work in the clinic, you may be surprised by if you are the person who wears an Apple watch and you notice that at the end of the day, you've only got two or 3,000 steps um, because your, you know, your clinical, um, your exam rooms are relatively close to where your office is, you may actually not be getting the steps that you think you are. So, and for me, getting 10,000 steps a day is an easy measure of whether or not I'm moving my body enough and in a way that feels useful to me. So I really like having an Apple watch because it gives me access to see my steps, number one. And number two, it helps me to keep on track of my calendar and make sure that I'm looking ahead to, you know, what's coming next. Um, so, um, but we've talked about some Mac products and um, we've talked about Google Calendar. We've talked about breaking down meals and using a formula for those meals, including a veg, a starch, and a protein, and how to um, mix and uh, match with uh, within those combinations, and then to rinse and repeat every week without needing to be the person who creates a new menu or who spends oodles of time in the kitchen trying to prep for a family who, at the end of the day, may actually not eat the food because they're like, it's too spicy. Ugh. It's like the, you know, nails in a coffin for me. So, um, and then also getting up early and the benefits of being the person who um, over the long term has a morning routine or a moment in time where she can have some space to herself um, who can combine exercise and the opportunity to process some emotions and also, you know, just feel grounded and whole as a human first before having to do all of the other shit that gets slammed on us as working women, um, you know, throughout the day. So, so I hope that was supportive to you. If you, um, are looking for more resources, um, I, I want you to know, I want to personally invite you to come over to women who cultivate. We talk about time hacks and saving time quite a bit there 
because of note, you know, as I've mentioned many times before on this podcast, I am someone who loves to maximize. I love efficiency and I love winning, right? So any of these things that help me to feel like I'm winning, that feels fucking amazing, right? Want more of that in my life. So if um, you are the person who is also looking to make life feel a little bit easier for you, come on over and Women Who Cultivate. I have a lot of resources that are built into our program, over 50 hours of content that is recorded for you and available for you at your leisure to go through um, to support you in creating that life that feels like the good life to you and feels like the easy life, right? Because that's, again, feels like a pretty good combo. The good life plus the easy life equals winning. That could be our formula for today. So so I hope you're well. Reach out. If you have questions, don't hesitate to go to www.anconkleycnm.com for more information or to set up a time to talk and see if uh, this is the time for you to step into this next phase and uh, and to uh, use the resources that I have to support you along that way. So Talk to you soon and see you next time. Take care.